0: hello to all of you unstoppable undeniable beautiful amazing humans welcome to another episode of the self love effect podcast where we strive to be our most authentic unapologetic selves embracing our real so that we inspire those around us to do the same creating an everlasting domino effect i'm your host desiree toppings and if this podcast is helping you, has helped you, serving you, supporting you in any way, it would mean the world to me. If you hit on over and left a review, I want to hear from you guys. And also leaving a comment, leaving a question that you would like answered for Q and a every Wednesday. So with that said review, like subscribe share with family and friends, tagging us on social media at the underscore self-love effect. And this is how we're able to grow organically through the algorithm and reach many more lives because we change the world together, not alone. Now I am so excited to announce that real people, real stories is officially here and we are kicking it off with our top contributor of the self low effect community. And if you guys don't already know the self low effect, Has a free community. The link can be found below in the description of this podcast episode. And it is Unstoppable Athletics, Self Love Effect. And within the community, we aim to empower, encourage, support, help. We give each other ideas, but it is so that we are there for one another as we go about our own personal journey, there to support and encourage because it gets hard sometimes. And we're all struggling in one way or another, but we're there to uplift and we're there to shine our light on one another. So I hope to see you a part of our community and I cannot wait to witness your growth. Now we're going to get right into it. So without further ado, let's get into this podcast episode. All right, unstoppable humans. Today, I am so excited to share with you all that the podcast, our structure has officially changed. And something that I've been wanting to add on for a long, long time is real people, real stories. I think it's important for each and every one of us to understand that we are all different, yet we are all alike. And sometimes in a world that we believe is so big and we get lost into, falling into maybe social media or, you know, living life on automatic pilot, whatever it may be, we need to remember one to slow down. But two is that the person right next to you is not all that different. You know, they have different experiences of life, but I think we can all resonate in some shape or form with one another. And think that's really important to understand because then you don't feel alone in a world that feels so big at times. It's actually Really small at the end of the day. And so to kick off our real people, real stories, I have with me a very special guest. And I'm going to try really hard right now not to get emotional because you guys know I'm a crier, but I, you know, it's been a while from having a guest. And I thought, why not break, you know, that trend that we had going on for such a long time with bringing on someone that I myself am inspired by? I myself, admire as a woman as a mom as a friend as a grandmother as an individual who i aspire to be like someday but before i introduce her which i'll probably say her name first i'm going to take the time to and she has no idea that i'm about to do this because we like surprises here on the self love effect podcast but you know, our community started last October two, October, two years ago in October. And, you know, I've seen it grown and I've seen individuals take over in a sense where they inspire other people. And to make things different and to really give back and honor these individuals that make such a big impact. The Self-Love Effect, as of April 2023, our community now has monthly trophies. So as you guys are listening to this, it is Monday, May 1st, and we are recording this Friday, right? April, let's say April 28th. Yeah. And so, listen, (laughs) this this award is really special to me because since the very beginning of this podcast, we, I have, since the first pilot episode, I have spoken about the domino effect and the domino effect to me is very important because when we can inspire one, we can inspire many and the world, you know, we are sent here to serve, you know, our life is and our journeys are not about us. And sometimes we feel that way, but at the end of the day, it's someone else's survival guide. Right. And so we have made, and well, I say we because we as a community, but for the month of April, we have two awards: the Domino Effect Award and Leading by Example. And it it's a great privilege to introduce you guys to Miss Sherry Hollinger. She is a mother of six, grandmother of four. Been married for 32 years, is a leader of her local rucking group. And she's currently on her second time around on completing 75 Heart. So it was with great honor, great privilege that I am awarding her. And you guys will see this live. Tune in live on Monday as we present her with the actual award, but with the Domino Effect Award. And Oh my God, here I go. Listen, the domino itself for me represents, just like I said, someone that is not only leading by example and creating a domino effect in their household. It's a person that's also going out into the community, into the world and making the world a better place by investing in themselves, leading by example and inspiring those around them to do the same. And that is the domino. That is what we stand here. That is the mission behind the self-love effect. So Miss Sherry, for the month of April, and for the first time ever, you are presented with the domino effect award. And yes, you get a specialized domino by the (laughs) self-love effect podcast and me, but I just want to let you know that you make such a big impact. And sometimes we may think that our impact is not as big as it really is, but yours is truly impacting so many lives. And I say that with such admiration for you, because there's many community members within our community that reach out to me. And even at headquarters, like your name always comes up in our weekly meetings. Like, and it's so awesome to see that, that, you know, even my coaches at HQ know who you are. Because you stand out, you're a contributor of our community. And like n- when you say things like you're gonna tell me something, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all because <laughs> you just have this fire in you to want to do better. And so I appreciate you, I admire you, and welcome actually, to Self Love Effect Podcast. How are you today?
1: <laughs> you didn't tell me we'd start out with crying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: surprise uh, yeah i'm very humbled um yeah you know it
2: starts with with all of us right so it only takes one person to push us it takes one person to believe in us um and i've had that in my life and so you know amongst all the other hardships and trials to have one person make an impact on you is enough for you to want to be an impact on somebody else. And it does create the domino
0: effect. So ah, so that's that's a lot of emotions. (laughs) Yeah. You you are the domino and like you just envision this is like there's like I envision when I was so when I was growing up, my uncle and my aunt would they would play dominoes every night. And but us as kids at the end, we would just like stack them all and we would watch them fall. And I mean, think about it in a world where there's so many of us and you are the start of that ripple effect of that domino. That's a beautiful testament, a beautiful testament to your faith, a beautiful testament by what you live by, your core values as a human being. And you're doing it every single day. You do it within your household. You do it within our community. You're doing it within your community and your friends and making all those around you better. And that's one, you should not take lightly. And two fulfilling at the end of the day, because you are serving, you were put here to serving. You're exactly doing just that. And so I'm excited to see what else you do in life. Um, but really take us down your journey because last year you did a 50 mile ruck. I mean, you, you're unstoppable. I mean, there's, <laughs> when you tell me you're going <laughs> to do something, I'm like, it doesn't surprise me. All right. What's your new goal? What's your new goal? I'm going to start. I'm going to do a second round, hard. Okay. All right. I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, you like uncomfortable, you like to push yourself. So, and mm-hmm. you have pushed mm-hmm. yourself through adversity as well. You know, there was injury after injury, and you could have easily just said, I'm over it, I'm done. Um, but you kept chugging along, you're the modification queen. Um, and so you know, you'll modify and you'll do anything, whatever it takes for you to show up for yourself. But take us along this journey because we all have a starting point. Like, what was a turning point for you to really start investing into yourself
2: um okay so i am a mom of six and i'm a stay-at-home mom all the many years and homeschooling i'm very blessed in that journey um but within that journey i also had an eating disorder um that stems from my childhood so it was a very long one um but i found freedom from it uh 15 years ago but um i wasn't healthy you know you put your own health aside to take care of the ones that you love and or at least that's what I chose to do so I don't regret the decisions I made but um you know fast forward many years so I was I'm 56 now so 51 this is like five, my five-year anniversary
1: journey of getting fit
2: and so I'm 51 I still have teens I you know feel pretty active but I'm Forty pounds overweight. I have back-to-back knee injuries, and I'm all of a sudden struggling with some depression. I had to step back from things that I love to do, which was um, doing things with kids, childcare, and and serving children. Um, so kind of burnout, I guess, but ma- mainly because I just wasn't taking care of myself, and I had that one person that said, "You really should go to this mommy." F- boot camp thing and you know she's 20 25 years younger than me but we have my youngest and her oldest are the same age and it's this class of mommies you know they're bringing in their newborns and I'm like why would I do that I can't walk you know (laughs) I'm really heavy and I went into I walked into that class and gimped into that class actually I couldn't barely walk and just they just had me do the movements I could do. They showed me how to modify everything. And I walked out of there just feeling a little bit better and you wanted more. And that was that was the beginning of it. Um, I guess I just trusted the process. I said, I'm going to do this for, I think I committed to a year. I'm going to do this for a year. Whatever happens, I don't care if the weight changes, whatever. I'm just going to trust the process because I had done probably for the previous 15, 16 years of every spring, you know, trying to battle this, the seasonal depression, I would take care of myself and lose 20 to 30 pounds every spring. And, and then by fall, you have that same weight back, your same old habits back. And it was this terrible cycle, but I was like, I just want something different. Uh, and so this was different. Um, I felt stronger. I felt more capable and realized I could do hard things. That first hard things was just showing up to class, embarrassed because you're the one that's heavy and can't do anything. And then it was, I was embarrassed because, you know, probably a year into the, I switched to CrossFit after the boot camp and all of a sudden it's jump rope and I never jumped rope in my life and I wanted to cry. I was so embarrassed. And so I went home that day and ordered my own jump rope and I started practicing and asking the coach on the side, okay, so give me some hints. I'm you know, very uncoordinated and awkward and, and um, conquered it pretty good. And uh, then I see a good friend of mine who also is much younger than me. I actually used to actually babysit for my kids and she's doing crazy things. She's out there with weight on her back. You know, at first it's like all these little hikes with weight on her back. I'm like, what in the heck is she doing? (laughs) And then first she's like, oh, I'm going to go do a a half marathon. Why? Why do people do that? What is happening? (laughs) And so I reached reached out to her. God bless her. I love her to pieces because she's another person that in a different section of this journey believed in me. And she's like, oh, you could totally do this. And so I did. I went out with her for a, what was it what is half a marathon Mm 13.1 thing and did it and I'm like oh dang you know not as fast as she would go but I did it I'm like oh and then then casually she's like yeah I'm training for this 50 mile 50 mile who who thinks of doing 50 miles with weight (laughs) on their back and I'm like what and so yeah so then we tried I started training with her with that and uh the first year I failed Um, I don't know if you call it failure when you're trying things, right? You just do the best you you can. Um, I went further than I could have. I think we made it to 30 miles, me and another girlfriend. Um, And then the next year, I'm like, I am doing this. And so, yeah, last August, I did complete it. It's an interesting journey because you have navigational skills you have to use, and I suck at that. Um, and you're going through, this was in Seattle, downtown Seattle, and you're all night long and, and there's just some hairy situations you have to walk past and, mm-hmm. and then you're getting, you're getting lost. So it's adrenaline constantly of survival mode at the same time that you're putting in the effort just to do the 50 miles. So it's a little bit crazy. Um, but I did it. And so that's, that's pretty cool. Um. So I went in five years, I went from barely walking, getting winded to get into my car, to being able to do a 50-mile ruck So um, it just shows you can do things. You just have to, one, believe it, and two, start.
1: You have to begin and, and take action towards that goal. So that's the fitness part of it. <laughs>
0: So let's talk about this. Let's talk about trusting the process. Like if you could give someone advice about trusting the process, but really simplifying it for them, what would it be? Because we hear about, we hear this word, this term, like this phrase being tossed around all the time, trusting the process, trusting the process. But how many of us really do struggle with actually trusting the process? So like, what would be something like simplifying it for someone if they asked you?
1: Right. So that actually was the phrase that I
0: used um, for myself. Yeah.
1: Um, because things worth being able to do well are going to take time. And we are so
2: quick to want instant results, whether it's weight loss, whatever. We just want instant in our society. And trust the process means not listening to your doubt. It means when I
1: started doing the early morning workouts, it means never making an excuse um that first
2: probably six months of getting up at 4 (laughs) a.m excuse me um it's it's so easy to talk yourself out of it like oh i'm too tired oh i should have went to bed earlier oh i have a lot of things going whatever you have so many excuses and i just started ignoring that i just instantly get up and go and do and you don't make an excuse Because I quickly realized that once you get there and you do the workout, you never regret doing it. You feel amazing after you've worked out. And so once I grabbed onto that, that's what I hung on to. It was like, you don't regret doing it after you've done it. Um, So it's you have to trust the habits you are creating for yourself. You have to trust
1: that process. So that's. And that's what I rely on,
2: anyway. So you'll find that I, like, I've been working out with the same gal for three years. I, I, so I went through a lot of morning workout buddies
1: at first, like for the first six months, mm-hmm. and
2: nobody, nobody likes mornings apparently, because <laughs> I'd have someone last six weeks, and then two weeks, and then two days, and then four. I have so many people I went through, and it's not anything against them personally or me personally, because at first I'm like, is it me? Cause I, okay. So, so I am a little overly happy in the mornings. So it's not for everybody. Um, but finally this gal came along and it was during COVID and, um, the gym wasn't as accessible as we were hoping. And so she invited me to her home that her husband created a home gym and we literally have gone in the mornings for three years together. And, I don't know if I, I may have canceled once when I had uh, COVID. It was last, last year, 75 hard, and I didn't stop. I still did things, but I couldn't do it around her. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, you just stick with it and you don't make an excuse. So I, it, it's very rare that you'll ever hear that I'm the one that
1: canceled on somebody because I've made a commitment. So.
0: Well, what do I take from this? 56 years old 56 and there is a tremendous amount of us that are 20 30 40s we make this excuse as to we don't have time we can't do this relying on instant gratification like you spoke of but i think we get lost in either fitness has to look a certain way we have to look a certain way it has to be structured like this um, when in reality finding what works best for you right and finding community that works best for you too. individuals that are on the same journey with the intention of want with the yeah intention of wanting to be the best version of themselves knowing that it's not going to be easy because it's really hard but if you just take it where we we talk about this all the time taking it just one day at a time winning one day at a time What, what little thing at a time compounding interest and that's the reality that if we could take the good decisions that we're making And repeating them day after day over a long period of time, that's where the best results are gonna come from. Right. And that's exactly what you're doing. You took you're on this five-year journey so far, and you decided just to take that one chance on yourself. And after that, it's just been a ripple effect. Like, okay, I'm just gonna do a little bit better this way, this way. I think we get sometimes lost in the moment of I can't jump rope. So this isn't for me. Okay, well, you couldn't walk either at. The age of one or two, and yet you kept getting up and up. And I'm sure you see this with your your kids and now your grandbabies, where kids are relentless. And I ask myself all the time, like, what happened to us as adults? Like, why aren't we relentless like kids? They are so they'll fall again and again and again and again, but they're so determined to walk. If we took that same mindset as adults and Imagine how empowering all of us individuals would be at whatever age and stage of life or a stage of our journey. It's like we would have such determination to succeed that nothing could bring us down because no matter how many times we fall, we would get back up. And so, you know, it's a beautiful testament, I say, that kids really do show us a lot more than we tend to give them credit for. Um, because they, if we can all just be children at heart or at least hold on to that child version of ourselves I think we would have this ability to see past the fear and the negativity that we tend to surround ourselves with
2: and so... I, think, I think we have to trust ourselves too yeah. um yeah. so much we rely on the people around us for wanting support and sometimes they're not there they're not equipped to provide that support for us sometimes that people are there for a season um like I had a friend that I mean she started this journey with me but she wasn't around long with it um but she got me started and I'm grateful for that and so throughout the journey I think situations change because life changes but at the end of the day it's you facing you and you have to make the choice what you want let's
0: talk about this okay go ahead go ahead
2: Go ahead. No, go
0: ahead. No, because you had shared with us, you know, in the community too, like, and I want you to elaborate on here if you can, if you're willing, but, you know, being on this journey and you talking about like support, you know, when you had started, did you have full support from those around you?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh,
0: I, so I have a big family and, and
2: we are close we are knit close um i'm very grateful for that uh but when it came to fitness
1: they
2: yeah they just kind of foo-fooed it off and thought it was ridiculous and then of course you have the stereotyping of like cross and so there's a lot of jokes thrown around and um and i kind of appreciated it because it made me want to work harder It made me more stubborn to be like, you have no idea how hard this is and what I'm actually doing. Um, But then I want to do more because, um, mainly because I knew I could do it, not because of being spiteful or just I knew it made me feel better. I knew I functioned better. It was a better mom, Um, my attitude. So I, even without 75 hard, I work out twice a day. Um, and some people think that's crazy and, but it works for me. I am a super hyper person and in the mornings I get to go out and, and settle in my day before I face my kids. I spend my my whole day with my kids and my family and I just function better and I'm a kinder person during the day if I can get that workout in. And then at night, if I can get a workout in, I sleep so much better, um, And so it, it works for me and, but the support, um, has slowly changed over, over time. And I don't think they even paid attention, my family anyways, I don't think they really paid attention to what I was doing. I did have my oldest son and his wife join me at CrossFit for a couple of years before our gym shut shut down. And that was amazing to have, um, them there and working out with them and doing crazy things with them. Um. But I think it's when I did the 50 that
1: they were realizing what I was doing. Um, I mean,
2: yeah, but they're trying to, they're getting fit. My husband's in great shape. Um, slowly we're doing a few things together. He's, I'm way more social than he is. He's a homebody, body. <laughs> and so it, it's, a, it's a good balance for me to get out of the house and do some things and not drive him crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah but um and everybody's starting to slowly everybody's starting to eat healthier um because that's another thing you have to be accountable for yourself when it comes to like fueling your body my house is full of junk all the time i hear people like empty your cupboards da, da, da. We're, we're a multi-generational household my son and his family live there um everything is pretty I mean, like we don't live with them and they don't live with us. It's just a pretty even balance. So they, they can have whatever they want in the house. My teens want stuff. But at the end of the day, I have to choose what goes in my mouth. Um, so that's not an excuse when people are saying, I just can't do it because X, Y, and Z is in my house. You you still have to choose it. What what do you
1: want more? So. yeah,
0: yeah. Amen. You still have to choose it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it is a choice you are choosing it no one else is I love that so how did you how did you change your relationship with food you know you spoke of an eating disorder when you were younger and stemmed from childhood but how did you heal your relationship like you know especially with being surrounded with so you know so much variety in your household
1: um so I struggled with bulimia
2: And it's interesting because people think it's about dieting and losing weight and really it's about stuffing your emotions and then at some point you have to release those emotions. And I was, so it had been years, I think I started, I can look back and say I was about nine when I started Bad Habits that led to the beginning of the eating disorder and I was 37, I was um, pretty much dying on the inside, I can literally feel my insides dying just because i wasn't taking care of myself um very dark place of that season i would at night lay in a fetal position in the bathroom for hours uncomfortable and so
1: at this point i'm very familiar with addicts and um, addict diseases
2: or whatever you want to call them and and no, you can go through AA or and so eating disorders has their their thing too, and and it's something you can't help because it's a disease. But then I came across somebody for me, and this is this is what was for me being a believer, is that they called me out on it and said it's a decision. It's when you're harming your body, it's a sin against your body. And if if that was a truth then I had control over that I had a choice and I was making the wrong choice and it was late at night and I went into the bathroom wanting to get sick and I looked down into the toilet and I literally could feel Satan laughing because I had a really rough childhood and a very um dysfunctional abusive childhood and um I had been able to cope as an adult that someday this person's going to have to answer to to God, and so I could resolve those issues. Um, but if I'm harming myself because I'm not believing in myself, I and mean, there's a lot of shame that goes with that and stuff, then at the end of the day, Satan's still winning. And I never threw up after that. That I was like, I'm not. It's that stubborn personality. And I'm like, he, he's not winning. And I stopped, dead stop, that day. Um, let's see, my son's 18, so it was 19 years ago
1: um, this past winter. And
2: the challenge became that I, I still didn't know how to eat properly. I didn't know what portion control was. I had no idea when I was full or not full, but I just stopped the getting sick part or that was the, you know, making yourself purge. Um, The rest for these last 18 years have been a journey on figuring out how to take care of myself. And so 10 years ago, it was food. I ate terrible and I didn't know what vegetables were. And it sounds terrible being a mom, right? (laughs) But I really, I wasn't raised that way. And so I didn't know those things. And so I slowly, I had a friend take me to the stores don't show me the different vegetables and um it's just was a really slow journey of eating better and then of course then the five years ago the fitness tied in so it's been it's been a journey and a growth all along to take care of myself and you look back and go what did it why did it take so long what
1: wasted time um you know it just we're so worth the effort if we only knew it. So, oh. yeah. So that's that's my thing. And so I've
2: I've mentored people with eating disorder and cutting. I wasn't a cutter, but I understand the emotions that are tied to it. So I I do have. I I don't talk about it to people, but I do have people behind the scenes. Um, some ladies I've been mentoring for. Fifteen years now, because that's slowly after I quit is when I start reaching out and helping other people, and it makes you accountable to make sure you're making good decisions. Kind of like our community here. Can you reach out and help people if you're like I? Okay, so in our group, in our self love best community, our unstoppable little group, I would do great and then sabotage myself, and I would do great and then sabotage myself, and I'm like, how and I love the community, and I, and it works. Like taking care of yourself and fueling your body, right? And the few steps that, you know, I won't say are required, but gosh, it's it's recommended, right? Like drink your water, get some rest, Mm -hmm. fuel your body. You're using eat food, you know, those kind of things. And if you're sabotaging it, then how are you going to reach out and help other people? So that has slowly been changing because I want other people to feel better in this
1: community as well so yeah so it's all a journey
0: and that that's that's right there is the reason why you're a domino because this journey is imperfect and your vulnerability is your strength your vulnerability to showcase showcase to show us you know moments of weakness to tell us how you feel your vulnerability of Yes, showing your before and after photos, or even your before photos—something that's so uncomfortable for you to do—and yet you're always—you've been for almost two years now—the person that steps up to the plate every single time. You know, right? I mean? It's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yet, yet, it's more than anything. When you're vulnerable, it's not just you're helping others; you are healing internally. The pieces of you that you are so—you've been so adamant and not healing because you may feel less than worthless not enough but yet every single time you put yourself in that uncomfortable position you're regaining your self-confidence you know and i've told you that before in the past
1: go ahead it's interesting because when
2: i did sign up with you for a challenge um it was a fall challenge yeah and You you submit photos. I'm like what? <laughs> it's like, real, I mean, I've done like what I do for seventy five part. I have my clothes on. And I have, okay, quick, quick full shot. But uh, I avoid I avoid mirrors in general. I just have all these years, and to have to take full body photos of you know as comfortable as you are, exposing whatever skin you're gonna expose. Um. I, that first time I was sick, I was crying, I was mortified. It was, I cannot believe how hard it was to face myself. Well, one, to hope that no one ever saw them except for Coach Dez. <laughs> um, <laughs> but now, now I can take them. You know, I can do, them. I don't like to do them weekly. Sometimes I skip a week like this week. Um, uh, <laughs> but, but, but in general, I can do them. It's just that I get up so early and then I have to get up earlier, you know, so it's an excuse, but now I can do them and they're fine. And I wouldn't necessarily want to show them to my social media. I mean, I usually blur it out, but, um, but I'm not struggling to face myself anymore. And that's what it was mostly was just facing. Why is it that just having a tummy or stretch marks or that society of telling your, I mean, you already know you're not perfect. So why is it supposed to be a surprise when you see that you're not perfect? Um, and so that's part of the fitness journey is that if you work hard at stuff and you can do amazing things, who cares overall? I mean, there's times when I struggle, but who cares overall what your body actually looks like if your body is serving you well and, being older and having six children what am I expecting I mean you got to be realistic so um so it's been a lot easier to do those progress photos for those challenges but it was a struggle that very first time was just horrifying to be honest I
0: remember remember. yeah I remember you (laughs) I remember very distinctly October of 2022 um and it's been incredible to witness because even when you do take photos, you tend to use the note, you know, like the note or the side note, you can leave notes in the, this portion oh, yes. of, your before, of your photos, your weekly photos. And, you know, I remember that first time you're like, Oh, you could see my notes too. Those are to myself. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but as a coach, as a human being, right, to see you transform your words to yourself or just you know, your self-awareness, the mindfulness that you were cultivating. And I would sit back in such awe because I'm like, does she know what's happening here? Like I can literally see it in real time. Like each week, the progression, the shift in mindset, like, and so like we talk about these before and after photos. I even talk about it with my husband because he used to hate them too. And I'm like, listen, do not delete them. Keep them. You want them because they're a testament of how hard you've been working, not just physically. It's a testament of literally cultivating mindfulness, self-awareness. That is your mental fortitude. That is the gift that you've been given that you should harness that we tend not to. That is going to bring you healing and satisfaction and feeling full and fulfilled in life. You know, that mental fortitude is going to push you forward, propel you forward and to do hard things and to remind yourself, like you've said, to trust the process and, I've seen your photos and I've seen the way you've written to yourself. And, you know, it's like a diary in a sense. And it and it's, it's, it's incredible because it just goes to show one at any given time in your journey, no matter what age you are, that age, that number is just a number. Uh, we, you can use it as an excuse, but I'm sorry. You In our community, you're talking about the women in their sixties and seventies and their fifties. You guys are all crushing it. Like you guys make me want to do better, and then I look at all of us in our 30s, our 20s, and our 40s. And I'm like, now you guys better step up your game because, I mean, there are tests. You guys are all just leading by example, showing us that doesn't matter. I mean how how bad do you want it at the end of the day? How bad? Not a physical transformation, but an emotional. I think we get lost in this, this culture mentality that, like you said, you have to look a certain way, but what about your body? You know, our bodies do so much for us, especially, you know, Miss Sherry and I, as you know, recovered bulimics, we know that this is something you have to work. You have to work on for the rest of your life. It very much is a healing journey within your eating disorder. Um, but we look at it from a standpoint of like, how bad do you want to change for you? Are you willing to make those choices that are going to make you better, feel better and ab- lifelong choices, right? These choices that are gonna fulfill us in ways that food can never bring us satisfaction. It it's there for about 10 seconds while you're chewing and swallowing. And then you still feel the exact same afterwards. Worse, let's be honest. Shame, or guilt, regret, all those those three beautiful words that bring you down immediately. Shame, regret. You know and those are the things that hold you back in life. Those are the feelings that will never bring you satisfaction. You know, regret is the enemy of consistency, shame and guilt, both are the enemy of consistency as well. It's like you know we're we're looking for healing in the wrong set of emotions um and looking towards food too that doesn't bring you any type of healing at all not. Maybe in the moment you feel like it does, but it doesn't.
1: Um, yeah, I think age. I think
2: age is not discriminatory when it comes to fitness.
0: I will hear. Well,
2: you're older. You can't. Of course, you can't do that or whatever. If I'm trying something, and <laughs> usually that makes me prove that you can do things, even though you're older. And I have. So I have the sweetest friend that is 33 years younger than me. Oh sorry got to listen to bell for a minute um
0: Jennifer is this Miss Jennifer
2: uh no it's Morgan
0: Morgan oh Morgan good
2: job Morgan so so she's 33 years younger than me and we trained a lot last year for the 50 and um our fitness level yes she is much younger than me um And she would crush me on hills. She would dodge up. So uh, we would train really hard with a group of people. And at the very end of whatever, it could be eight miles, 12 miles, I would always sprint at the very end. Just want to get done. Sprint. And then be yelling at people, come on, let's go. You know, I'm dying. But we'd cheer them on. And so when I started training with her for the 50 and doing the harder, longer ones, she would sprint up like the hills where I'm literally dying. It's hot out. I'm sucking wind. I'm like, just finish without no i'm treating you just like you <laughs> And but on the flat uh, like on the trails when it's more flat and we're supposed to do wind sprints where you're sprinting i'd be bopping along with my rock on my back running and then i realized that she was back <laughs> behind me and she's like how are you because i can't run fast like if i did a 5k running I cannot run fast for the life of me, get a rock on my back. And I'm like, let's go. And she, and so she'll make fun of that. Like, how do you go so fast? I can't keep up with you. And so it doesn't matter the age. I think it's just the effort and the heart and the people you're around that help you get through whatever you're doing. So don't use, either you are 20 and you haven't done anything yet with your life or you're 60 and you are tired of sitting on the couch not being able to breathe when you stand up or can't breathe when you tie your shoes just start somewhere start moving your body you'll feel so much better but it takes time so i just think age is not discriminatory it's just a matter of movement
1: encourages more movement yeah
0: rucking and running at the same time let's well i'm not surprised (laughs) let's go, (laughs) but I am not surprised at all. Um, yeah, like, obviously you're on this journey and you've learned to admire and love yourself. I'm going to assume. Okay. Would you say that other than fitness, you know, these two are requirements in order to be where you're at, right. In order to really shift your mindset and come out of even the sort of do you feel like now, have you would you say that you're led with admiration and love for yourself? And could you look in the mirror nowadays and I mean, we can always find something to pick ourselves apart, we tend right, right. Thoughts tend to take us that way. but are you able to shift that those thought patterns? Are you able to just see that you've grown? That you are
1: strong, that you are beautiful. It's more gratitude. I'm grateful
2: for the things that I get to do. I'm, um, I literally wake up every day and the first thing I, the first thing I face is, Lord, who do I get to love on today? Like, who is going to cross my path that I can encourage, compliment? You know, you just had, um, live that you did and talked about our challenge that you talked about just reaching out and encouraging other people strangers um because it's a dark world out there and people need to be lifted up and it's a whole lot better and easier to do I don't know it's kind of a flipped coin because the more you love on other people is it easier to be kinder to yourself or the more you take care of yourself, is it easier to start loving on people? Um, either way, I feel like it's a domino effect of mm-hmm. making things work. Um, so I'm super grateful in the morning that I get up and and get out of bed and do the, the crazy things I do. And um, I do feel much more comfortable in my own skin.
0: So. I love what you just said. automatically I went and envisioned like the infinity symbol and it just like kind of just goes around and around. You go back and forth and you're swaying. The more you invest in yourself and you love on yourself, the more you will love on other people because you know, you're healing and you don't go seek Mm -hmm. the negative in someone else. You, you aren't quick to just assume or create false realities. And then the same, when we give to others, we feel better about ourselves it helps us heal, helps us see ourselves and what we actually need to work on. And it just goes round and round. There's like no, like one way, like one side of the coin that's better than the other. It literally, it needs to be, It, it, it it's like, um, what is that? Like, um? I'm thinking of it. The symbol, like it's a weight.
1: The weight yeah.
0: thing, I don't know. Weight. <laughs> but I mean, it's like, it's balance. It's I think it's, it's called. balance. Yes, balance. I'm going to believe I not even think of that word. But it is very much balance, and it's it's you know when we can better balance. I mean, we talk about it's impossible to balance, but not necessarily. Maybe life, yes, and being a mom, yes, that's hard. Balance doesn't exist, but when within yourself, balance could very much exist. And this comes from Mm -hmm. giving to yourself and serving others. Serving others, giving to yourself, and it just goes round and round and round and round and round. And then before you know it, it's like the littlest things that used to you know, get you so fired up or now just like, oh, that's not a big deal. Like I had literally I had to remind myself of this when we were before recording the podcast when I was like, <laughs> okay. okay, I called Miss Sherry because I had to <laughs> cut off Zoom because my earbuds weren't connected to my computer. So I had to restart my computer. I'm like, okay, listen, we're gonna do this podcast no matter what, because God willing, listen, you know, all in God's timing, because we have tried to do this podcast for like a month now and i swear our my patience was being tested and so was hers um i you know we're here but it's just a reminder like slow things down it's not a big deal you can't control that okay figure it out figure it out you're just so calm it's like calming in a sense and more calm you are like again it's so much easier to see the good in people cuz each and every one of us has good you know i laugh at a remark that i Comment that I got the other day, and I had to share it with you because I thought it was so funny. Um, when someone, when I, you know, I talked about standing in your truth and being have the courage to be yourself, and then some of us don't like to use common sense on social media, and that is fine. But I got a comment that said, Well, serial killers, are they they too should have the courage to be themselves? Well, listen, you must not think with your head apparently. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to reply back, but in the back of my mind, I'm like it's common sense, right? We're talking about being courageous, being kind, being a good person, you know, standing in your truth so that you, your, your positivity, your energy is then that light within you is then projected out into the world. The light that we have we can that we possess inside all of us. I mean, you know, and you know, you as a believer, You know, he gave us this, our freedom, our freedom is to choose whether we have faith or not, right? And so we get to take that light and we get to decide today and every day, if we're going to shed that light into the world, or if we're just going to harbor it for ourselves and not really, you know, make a difference. And I think every one of us has, can make a difference. And those of us that have been in darkness, when we come out of that, I think it's, our responsibility to bring upon that light and shed that light and talk about that darkness because there's too many of us that are struggling in the world. And like you said, you, you're you even helping those um, around you with eating disorders or with cutting. And it's just, that's right there. It's a testament. Like you wouldn't be able to resonate with them if you didn't go through the same experiences or similar experiences. Because you can't, you can't connect. It's like going to a psychologist who's never been through that. You as a person on the other end kind of become frustrated because you're like, but you don't understand me. You don't understand what I'm talking about. You're telling me to do X, Y, and Z, but you, you're not truly understanding how I feel. And then you come to Sally Joe down the road or Miss Sherry. And you're like, listen, bulimia, this is how I feel. It's emotional. Very much is emotional eating it's not because you're doing it to look a certain size you're doing it because those it's stemming from something emotionally connected to you and then you see that person is now in a deciding because of the words that you're sharing with them to start their healing journey or to s- spark a light in them or a light switch and they're like it all makes sense now but it was only because they were able to resonate with me. And I think that's why it's so important for us to share our stories, because it's everyday people that can connect with everyday people. I don't, I don't necessarily think or believe in my heart that it's easier to connect with someone that has a blue check mark. To me, it's like, well, no, I can I can resonate with my community because they share the same stories or alike, or they are moms or. They're not moms, but hey, I remember being in my twenties and feeling that way. I remember feeling less than and worthless, you know, and it's like all the walks of life if we come together and we, we join forces. I mean, I think that's a beautiful sight. It's something so beautiful to witness because then we're all in this, like, we're not alone. Oh, okay. That's right. There's someone else out there that feels exactly like I do or has felt. So I'm not crazy. I'm just too. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I think you should you know,
2: we all should look around and uplift somebody that needs it, but also come along somebody that is in a new journey and working hard at what their goals are and encourage them and come alongside them and lift them up too. Yeah.
0: And it's it's so easier it's so easier. It's so much easier to be kind. And it's so I think it's so funny that as human beings like with the small gesture of just being kind i can make someone stay. like we can turn around I our think it's, own day
2: i think it's incredibly rewarding um so you mentioned jennifer and um i you know she started the rut club
1: oh i don't know about six months
2: after i had um and she was kind of quieter and didn't do much um but boy, I just love working out with her and doing things with her because she will do whatever crazy idea I come up with. And she is always open for it and and always puts in her best. And she is slowly, um, well, I can say slowly, but she's actually doing really amazing through this year. She helped me when I had an injury, That she still showed up and did the hard work that, out that I couldn't do. Um, and she's working really hard on the 75 hard alongside me right now. And, um, I don't know, there's just something neat about seeing somebody in their journey too, and seeing them not give up and push hard. And, and it's, it's just fun to see that personality that is like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but sure, let's do it and and then they just put forth their best effort and i think it's because it was relatable to me because that's exactly what i was doing so or i am doing that's what i do like okay let's try this and so we're going to try another 50 mile event but we're changing up to be a trail rock this year
0: how did i how did i know that was coming Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) i'm not surprised yet again
2: she couldn't do it last year, so we're doing it this year, so she can get it done. It's just not going to be a inner city one. We're going to take it a little bit safer route this year.
0: Tenacious, that's the term you, you use, right?
2: Oh, that's a good word. Yes, yeah, that is. We are tenacious. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, tenacity, tenacious. Yeah, that's exactly what you guys are, and, and I love your videos. So Miss Sherry's great because I don't like. Let's be honest. If I have to see myself on the feed all day, I get so angry. I'm like, I don't want to see my face. Like, I want to see all these beautiful faces. What are they up to? What are they doing? And your videos always just bring a smile to my face. And I'm always like, Hey, Mike, did you watch that? He's like, <laughs> Who's this Miss Sherry? I remember when he first got on Facebook like a month ago, and he's like, Man, we're always getting after it. And I'm like, I know it's pretty awesome, huh? And like, you get on, and you're just so encouraging, and and, and it's. I love watching because it's not just the encouragement, it's you're literally projecting this like energy and that I'm like so drawn to. and even on Instagram, oh. you, you are currently, you know, documenting your 75 hard journey. Mm-hmm. and the words that you share, the encouragement, the mindset, it's like you're taking us on this personal journey with you, sharing your thoughts, and it's allowing us to to, Hey, like I needed this, like, I didn't know. Sometimes I'll like not get to read a post from the day before. And then I'll read back to back. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is exactly what I needed. I didn't need it yesterday. but I need it today. And then I'm like, okay, I see you. Okay. I needed it, <laughs> but it's beautiful that you're taking time. And I thank you so much from everyone. i from every, all everyone from around the world who's ever coming across your post you know cuz you inspire people you don't even know like there's people be in the shadows that are watching you and you know they might be a little timid to comment but they're watching they're listening they're reading and they're absorbing all of it and you know it helps them and i think that for you never forget that because that's the most you you may those around you that you know will comment and you're inspiring them, but it's the people in the shadows that need it the most. And I say the most because, you know, they may be afraid to, you know, start their journey. They may be a little timid to come up to you because you're like, man, she's always getting after it. But those are the people that you're making such a be- huge impact. And if you ever, f- don't ever forget that, that you like at the age of 56, you're transforming lives, not just around your community not just inside the Facebook group community, but literally on social media too. People are coming across your posts. And I know I've seen people, even from A- First Form HQ comment on your stuff. You're inspiring so many lives.
1: And Yeah, I think,
2: you know, I am documenting the journey and the hopes was that it reaches somebody that, I mean, I'm just an average stay-at-home mom. And... I'm hoping that it can reach somebody else that maybe thought they couldn't do something and it can resonate with them to start whatever start means to them, right? Everybody's in a different place, but um, I have a friend that she has MS and has she homeschools her kids, but she's in a wheelchair and she can't do a whole lot, And but she has inspired me with her effort in just everydayness but she's like one of the people that I thought of when I was doing the 50 like she can't walk this there's not an excuse why I can't and so we all can do something that inspires somebody no matter what condition we are in
0: no matter what condition we're in I think our only limitations are that of our mind
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely
0: so I have a question for you And you know, before I ask you, I'm just going to take a second here and read one of your posts. Um, because I love what you had put on here. And it was on day 34. And also day 33. So I'm going to read day 34 first, because you had mentioned the big three, the three season life choices, chances and changes. And I was like, I like that. You must you must make a choice to take a chance on your life or your life will never change. You must make a choice to take a chance or your life will never change. When I read that, and then I automatically saw the caterpillars and the butterflies right underneath, I was like, what a perfect analogy, like or a metaphor, excuse me, because we, we look at this Miss Sherry, for you guys don't know, she is our butterfly in our community. And she has a little butterfly sticker too. Well, actually big because I try to make it as big as possible. <laughs> as big as my my printer allowed me to. Um, and you know, I think of us as caterpillars, you know, in our stage of life, and then we go into this cocoon. But so many of us will stay in this cocoon. We do not want to leave it. Leaving the cocoon is scary. It's like we've been sheltered here. but man, we don't want to make any changes. We don't want to take a chance. We don't want to take a chance in opening that cocoon because what if? What if this goes wrong? What if I can't do this? You know, what if they judge me? What if, what if, what if, what if? And we're constantly barricading ourselves so the co- cocoon thickens and it gets harder and harder and layered after layer until one day we try, we make that change, like that change. We, we take the risk and we decide to become this butterfly and we come out of this cocoon and we finally spread our wings and it's like... All it took was one leap of faith. And we saw how beautiful our wings truly were and how we transformed from this hairy little caterpillar into a beautiful butterfly just because of one chance. And then it created this domino effect or this ripple effect. And we became slowly the person that we were destined to be. But it all really just starts with taking a chance on ourselves. And so I love that. I love, if you guys don't follow her already, I was gonna, I'll have her share her Instagram at the very end too but it's at Sherry period Hollinger and I also have it in the synopsis of this podcast episode. Um, but you also wrote on day 33 at the moment when you feel like you have reached the point, And this is a, sorry, this is a quote, but at the moment when you feel like you have reached the point of exhaustion, inspire yourself to take one last step. And that is when you have successfully arrived to the next level. I like that.
1: I like that you know, you talk
0: about changes and you talk, well, that's not supposed to happen. I don't know if you guys heard that. (laughs) I'm over here reading stuff and then a real popped up. Okay. But listen, you know, you talk about changes and you talk about taking a chance and taking that next step. So in your life, where you're currently at in your journey,
1: What does self-love mean to you? That's a hard. What does it mean? It means knowing you're worth the effort. It means knowing that you can do what you set your mind to do. It means that you can love others better. Um it ultimately means that uh, for me it means that um you are enough. You are enough. We're all enough. And exactly.
0: what do you do if you do any? What practices of self-love do you do? on a daily basis i mean i know you take gratitude but um is there anything right right so
2: um i do do gratitude um i have the typical three things you're grateful for in your day unless unless you have a bad day that's actually the first advice i give people if they're struggling like really struggling write down everything don't don't count it Just start just write anything and everything you're grateful for just because we're we get sucked into a negative mindset, and it's really hard to pull out unless you start putting positive things down. But so I do, I do three things I'm grateful for in a day. I take the time um, for me because
1: um, I believe in Jesus, so I take the time to read my Bible and absorb um, the way Jesus loved people. and
2: uh, and then the fitness. Fitness is part of the self-love journey, but even the food, like feeling your body to feel
1: better is so empowering to, to live your day just a little bit better
2: than when it's so easy to just grab junk and feel yucky for the rest of the day. So um, I think it's just a little bit of a lot of things of just taking care of yourself. Nothing fancy. It's just the daily grind of of staying consistent with what works for you, mm-hmm.
1: and yeah. of course, loving on other people.
0: And what would what advice would you give someone as even like? Who I would call you a coach. Like to me, um, someone that's taking the time to help another and what you do in recovery. Uh, what advice would you typically or would you give someone listening to this that's currently struggling whether it's with the eating disorder or just mindset or in a really dark place
1: i say if
2: you have to want it right so if you want to change just do it i mean it sounds so simple but you just have to take the step of faith forward and and make the action happen and each step you take forward in doing that action creates the domino effect of healing. So I, you know, I hear hurt people hurt people, right? And I struggled with that because I had a really rough childhood and, and I love children. I'd hear, you know, abused children will abuse children when they're older. And so hurt people hurt people, but healed people can heal people. And so if you want to, either it's, a struggle of something or fitness or whatever it is just start taking a step forward and, and just do it I would say just do it now you know we're like oh someday we'll do it but just do it now what, what,
1: what are we waiting for so that's whatever I, <laughs> I just want to hug everybody and say come on just
2: yes. even like even like the rec club I'm having a few people like message me private like oh i've been thinking and oh you know really kind of timid i'm like just show up just that's all you have to do is just show up it's not i mean yeah we do crazy things but there's
1: other things they're just progress and, and action so anything is better than nothing so
0: that's, i think, think miss sherry and i just need to um get like a put together self-love retreat. <laughs> and
2: we, ooh, um, that'd be so much fun
0: we're like huggers and criers <laughs> and just yeah, happy yeah. feel good like hey bubbly if we just like dynamic duo over here we put our bubbliness together I think we would like explode the world um with like just so much positivity but definitely something to consider but and it is I might even yeah I
2: mean I but, might even know of a place we can have it at so I we'll like the idea,
0: yeah, of going to your side of,
1: I mean, Ooh. Well,
0: I'm on the West Coast, but I feel like, yeah, the Pacific Northwest, right, is just so like when I remember going out there as a kid, and I just felt so connected, like it's just I don't know if it's the green, I don't know if it's the trees, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the weather, but it's just like you feel different there, like grounded. I don't know how other way to mm-hmm. say that. But if I can think of a place where I would want to have self-love effect retreat, that would definitely be a place to be.
2: Demographically, it is an amazing
1: place to be.
0: Makes me jealous. Beautiful. (laughs) I would love to be over there. Um, but is there anything else on your heart that you would want to share to our listeners and to our community?
1: Um, I, I feel like I've said everything, but, you know, just know you're worth it. Just know that if you just made the effort, it would be so worth the journey.
0: Well, you said so many things I took away from this podcast. And I was like, little just snippets. I'm like, I'm going to start using that from myself. Uh, just start writing in my journal. Um. But I do, I do love that you came out your comfort zone. You recorded this podcast episode and you felt it on your heart that, okay, all right, let's, let's do this. And it's just amazing to witness that even though it might be a little scary, right? Fear that we're, what what are we truly afraid of, of using our voice of giving? And I always say like, you know, our responsibility too as human beings, when we're on this healing journey, is that our responsibility is to be a voice to the voiceless? Because there's somebody that is in in the position we currently were before, and it's our responsibility as human beings, as healed, well, healing because we're forever healing, right? There's always something to work on, but it's our responsibility to give, to be a voice to the voiceless, and that's exactly what you are too, Sherry. You're giving a voice to the voiceless; those who may find themselves struggling um and you're making this world a better place and you're creating this domino effect and i thank you for being a part of my life for being a part of the community for just never never ever holding back and shining your light and radiating such positivity into the world and always being willing to be like listen it's going to be uncomfortable but i'll do it and yes there may be hesitation but you have great courage And courage is something that is not bought; It's not even earned. It's something that you must step up to the plate and use because courage is in each and every one of us. There's not one of us that has more courage than the other. We're just, some of us are willing to use it. And some of us are willing not to, and just go about life doing what everyone else is doing, believing what everybody else believes, you know, going just with emotions and you're deciding to be different. And being okay to be different and teaching others that that's what life is supposed to look like. We're not supposed to be like everyone. We're supposed to be true to ourselves, being ourselves so that we could better those around us as well. So I thank you for that. And I just thank you for allowing me the privilege to be a part of your life and your journey.
1: Thank you. I just love, love the journey that you have opened
2: up to provide for people to do this. I love that our community, um, especially you know, yes, it's a, a self love of learning how to accept yourself in this world and how how you can excel in that, but also the unstoppable part of it of
1: the only thing that's
2: stopping us is ourselves. So I love that you have paved the way to show how it's done.
1: So oh, glad that you're that you're here and you're doing all these things.
0: Well, I'm glad you are too. Now, I got a little speed question for you. Just questions, okay, that we're just going to add on to the end. I'm telling you oh, guys, boy. we're doing things a little different here because different oh, is really fun. We want to be like everything else. <laughs> we like to have fun here. But don't have to be long answers, okay? Really short okay. point, okay? I
2: did. I did um, tell you I was nervous about doing this podcast because you never know what will come out of my mouth, yeah. right? I love it
0: though. I love it. We got, well, half the time I'm either uncensored, unfiltered, or I have to repeat myself because I can't speak correctly. I stumble (laughs) over my words, but that's which I I love about you. It's uh, it's the stutter that I used to have, uh, but that's okay. That's okay. So sometimes like Desiree, slow down. Um, okay. Question one, who, if, if you were given the ability to sit down and have dinner, with one person for the day or hang out with one person for the day. Not just have dinner, but if you were to hang out, you were given the opportunity to hang out with one person. It could be anybody, right? For the
1: day, who would it be? Hang out for the day and one person.
0: Yeah, just one person.
1: Honestly? It would probably be you. Oh my God,
2: you're me Yeah, I would probably be you. I'm not into big, fancy, whatever, celebrity, whatever people. I like real people that have inspired me and we haven't met. So that would be really cool.
0: I think this needs to happen. I think we need to make this day and and maybe turn it into a week because I'm not going to want to come back home. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's next? Sweet or salty? Salty, totally. I'm bad, bad salty. <laughs> what's your favorite? What's your favorite though? Why would you say salty? Like, what's something you can't stay away from? Uh, popcorn. Popcorn. I knew you were gonna say that. I knew you were gonna say that. yeah.
2: <laughs> it counts if it's organic, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Snack food. <laughs> uh.
0: Oh, it's funny. Lillian's always like, she said something yesterday. I said something, and she automatically thought I had said popcorn. She's like, "You." I was like, oh, yeah." I wasn't talking about popcorn she's like oh I thought you said popcorn and I was like no And I was like yeah I know you like popcorn girlfriend um uh favorite workout movement
1: oh um well I like rucking but I also like I like like bench pressing yeah I, I think really that's strong.
0: fun yeah, yeah as women I'm like mm, yeah I'm like, yeah strong. yeah empowered
1: all right, and what's your favorite quote um, or verse? my My favorite quote, quote is "Inhale patience, exhale grace," and I came up with that when I was um
2: in an overwhelmed season of parenting.
1: So your kids are like, ah,
2: you're just like overwhelmed. You're like, ah, they're like, okay, inhale some patience because you know you're going to have to have it. But then whatever comes out of your mouth, I wanted it to be grace. Like how, how are we going to handle the people that we love that are in front of us? And so that is a quote that I have been sharing for some time with other mamas
1: when they're in a season of feeling overwhelmed. So inhale patience, exhale grace. Oh.
0: Love that. I was going yeah. to say, you know, I always ask, I'll always end the podcast with, give me your favorite quote. Cause I feel like that's something words and quotes, we can resonate with one another. Like it's something that we all, I don't know how many of us or times that I've even been on my phone, like looking for a new quote or, you know, looking through quotes, something that speaks to me because I need it for that day. But I have never heard that. So obviously it's a quote by you. And that <laughs> is beautiful. That is, yeah, I I could have done with that when during, well, now. But <laughs> I feel like Lincoln was very easy, and then Lillian, as she got started to get older, and started talking, I'm like, oh my god, I need a lot more patience right now because mm-hmm. my boy was easy, and then I hear her, and she's like 16 now, going on six soon to be, and I'm like, oh my god, I need a lot of patience.
2: <laughs> and isn't it yeah. easier? To, I mean, isn't it easier? Naturally we would just want to respond sometimes by reaction and mm-hmm. but we really want to respond. Fill our, our love wanna fill people up with love and grace that are around us. So yeah.
1: Controlling that was my emotions. thing. Yeah. Yes,
2: I not I didn't want to be a screaming mom. <laughs> yeah. So that mattered to me.
0: Yeah. It's, I it's I before we end here, I, I think you know that's important because I'll even catch myself sometimes. And, and my husband does it too, where if we react and we don't respond immediately, we assess the situation. We're like, like, we'll look at ourselves. Like, this isn't the way to be. And I'll have, I'll like overhear him speaking to the kids or individually and, you know, saying like, if that's not the right thing to do, I should have done it this way. And, you know, we've always done that both of us. And like, the reaction the kids get because you go down to their level. Like you, you're you kneeling down and you're telling them like, listen, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. Like, you're not supposed to be shouted like this or, Hey, I, I, you know, I crossed the line. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have yelled at that way. And it's like the kids right away, look at you and they're like, Oh, it's okay. And you're like, no, it's not okay. And then you can see this, like this brightness in their eyes where they're just like, Oh, like they're connected to me. They get me. Like, mm-hmm. It's not just, Parent and child, it's literally human and human. We're just it's yes, that's mom, and I'm you know, son or daughter, but we're all one. We're all alike, it doesn't matter. right? And to treat each other with respect and with grace and compassion. and so I'm going to write that quote An- down.
2: Another domino effect, right? The more that we can be humble in front of our kids, the more that they can treat other people better
0: the oh. world a better place. Yep, absolutely. Well, thank you, Miss Sherry. Thank you for getting out of your comfort zone and you know coming on the podcast and just you guys can't see her, but she's just always so <laughs> smiley and bubbly and like a sunshine. I can see her little dimple always. um But
2: I'm not I for everybody it. though. Not everybody it's likes it. happy people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's because we have, to te- we have to teach them. We can't, we can't give up on that. I always tell myself, I can't give up. I can't give up because sometimes I get so frustrated. But we can't change everybody. But what we can do is inspire and lead with positivity, right? Like we were talking the other day in the community. Um, and we just got to be compassionate, compassionate, compassionate. Mm-hmm. And when they come with attack with negativity, even if we have to bite our tongue, sometimes we will always lead with positivity always leading with grace, because the only reason that person feels that way is because it's not nothing towards you. They're unhealed. And we all know what it feels like to be in that darkness. And so all we can do is fuel their darkness with light, hoping one day that they decide for themselves to turn it around, because ultimately, like you said, it's a choice. So
1: yeah, Definitely.
0: thank you. I'm going to get off here and talk to Miss Sherry for a second. But we hope that you guys have the best day ever. Continue to be unstoppable. Continue to show up for yourself. And as always, you know, the best way we could go about doing that is, you know, investing in yourself, believing in yourself, choosing to show up for you every single day so that you inspire those around you. And that is how we make the world a better place. That is how we continue to create this everlasting domino effect. So we will talk to you guys later. Bye. I hope that you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did. And we're able to take away so many key points. And thank you again to Miss Sherry, who is absolutely vulnerable and transparent, sharing her strengths and weaknesses and giving us so much goodness packed in one episode to take away from. And so my hope for you listeners is that you guys can walk into that bathroom, restroom, or any type of mirror And look at your own reflection and remind yourself that you are enough. You are worthy and that you could do hard things because we believe in you, but we want you to believe in yourself. And so before I let you guys go, reminding you again that the self-love effect has a free community, the link can be found below in the description of this podcast episode. Again, it is Unstoppable Athletics Self-Love Effect. And we aim to empower and encourage and support one another as we go about. This journey we call life. And for those of you that are ready for fitness, nutrition, and mindset, I am officially taking on again clients through the First Form app. So you can head on over to your Apple or Android store, download the First Form app, and add me as your advisor, Desiree at selfloweffect.com. Once you do, send me a message and we will get started. Or you can click the link below in the description of this podcast episode. Now, dropping you guys some additional Discount codes. We have Born Primitive. Get yourself some athletic wear or everyday apparel with Born Primitive. They are veteran-owned and absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the link below in the description of this podcast episode does save you 10% at checkout. So click that link and get shopping. Next, we have Wad and Done. Follow them on Instagram, give them all the love. Wad and done. Save your hands, stop tearing and I cannot tell you how amazing it has been to be able to perform pull-ups, bar muscle-ups, toes-to-bar without tearing in the last three years. So you could save at checkout using Treasures 10. I highly encourage you to invest in some in. Next, we have Maven Threads. Get yourself some everyday headband wear or for workouts and using code effect 15 at checkout. Last but not least, we have the self-love effect shop. The code to save is self-love effect, and we will be announcing new merch coming soon. So I hope that you guys continue to invest in yourself, continue to do hard things, and take it one day at a time. You got this. I believe in you. Believe in yourself because you are unstoppable.